Hey everybody, welcome to the American Horror Story Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we are back for Feedback Friday, talking about episode 805, <sighs> Wonder Boy. <laughs> Wonder Boy! Um, yeah, do you have any additional thoughts on this particular episode, or should we get right to the feedback since it's Friday? Yeah. Feedback, because it's Friday. We have an email address. It's ahs at baldmove.com. That's the primary way you can get in contact with us. But, mm-hmm. hey, you know, forums are fun, too. Forums.baldmove.com. I, I troll through, get some comments from there as well. You can also practice the art of descendium and come pull us out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just say hi. You don't even have to pull us out. Just come say hi. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Rich sees up first. Cause I need I- a compilation of all of the ways that I've... I've suggested people can send us feedback over the years and all the different podcasts. Has it been a lot? Has yeah. Been, I've, I've been purposefully trying to, every time you give out the email address. <laughs> look at um, you, working shtick while I'm... Sneak in something that was like relevant to the episode. Ah. Like, or you can write in blood on the walls. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I feel like um, when I'm doing my outros and intros, I'm at peak concentration because it's such an unnatural, like everything else we do is pretty much a conversation, but that's like, oh shit, I got to say a particular thing in a particular way, in a particular order. And I find anything you say is just verbal speed bumps that I try to get over as smoothly as possible. I don't listen to anything you say during intros or outros. Um, I feel like that's <laughs> true for a lot of the podcast. <laughs> Um, and I'm being completely honest because I do the same thing and I know that you and Gino do the same thing. Uh-huh. Like he'll make a joke and you will listen back to it later and you oh, yeah, won't have heard true. it because I'm you're, concentrating, you're concentrating on, on making your point. what I'm about to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, podcasting is the ultimate in not listening, just waiting to talk. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like this is totally unscripted, but at the same time you go into that brain space where right. you're performing and not talking as much. Right. Okay. Can 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 we get to rich or are we going to digress again? I think we should talk talk more about the, the art of podcasting. Turk mirror. Uh, that would be coming up in our advice podcast. Yes. Podcast. You can we can give podcasting advice on a podcast. Yes, we've got advice a great podcast. great great jumping off point. <laughs> get get your podcast advice on your advice podcast coming soon to baldmove.com. <laughs> All right, goddamn, Rich C, you've been waiting in the wings nervously this whole time. <laughs> You stepped up behind the curtain, and we kept talking. You nervously took a step back. Okay, spotlight on you. iTunes only has seasons uh, uh, up to season four for your recaps. I can only assume this means you haven't done the first three seasons. In the spirit of recently watching the first two and the fact that seasons one and three seem to directly tie in the current one, can you and Cecily please do commentary for the earlier seasons? Well, Rich, you can call us Gucci Mane, because, bitch, we might be. <laughs> uh Here's the thing. It would be a lot of fun, and I, I, I could definitely see doing Coven, because Coven's my all-time favorite season, and doing an episode-by-episode epi- episode breakdown, I think, would be a lot of fun. Nothing like a Coven in the, in the Nothing like a little loving, loving with the Coven in the oven. <laughs> uh, but I'm not a huge fan of season one and two of American Horror Story. I really liked like the first five or six episodes of Asylum, and then I thought Asylum got just weird and stupid. Uh, and uh, the American Horror, the, the first season, Murder House, like I just hated the Harmons. I hated the Harmons. I wanted them all to die almost from the the second episode, which you'd think yeah. would enhance my enjoyment of the 
of the se- of, of the season, but it didn't. So I, I just feel like the first it two seasons would be a bummer. They don't want you to hate the Harmons. Yeah, that's why. I mean, if they if they kind of leaned into that in later seasons, making our most of our heroes anti heroes, and well, I guess Doctor Harmon was that he was a he was an asshole. But yeah, the other two, you're supposed to like them. You're supposed to not want Violet right. to be dead when we find out she's dead. Right. And they just he, they do that classic Murphy thing where the characters wildly shift moods and attitudes and aspirations uh, just to suit the, the left turn at Albuquerque he wants the, the plot to make. And that's my, like, that. I guess that's one of the reasons I'm jazzed about this is because I feel like he's got a coherent story to tell with characters that have have continuity to previous seasons, you know, like it, it curbs the worst of the anthology tendencies he has to where like nothing matters, no continuity, fuck it, just like, you know, I want to tell my stories, stop bothering me with the details. And I'm like, yeah, but the details and allow me to engage your stories, Murphy. And that's the constant tension I have with, with Mr. Murphy. So yeah, you maybe s- you sweet, beautiful fool. <laughs> I know. Maybe season Getting three. Getting your hopes up like that. Maybe season three. I can't imagine one and two. Um, because like the other well, thing. Well, I was thinking that since we have seen them, that we should do just a quick podcast. Just one podcast about the season as a whole. Yeah. I mean, I guess we did, but then we didn't record it because we were a mess. But also, I think I just would have whined about it the whole time. I've been like, I don't like these characters, and I didn't think this thing was realistic. I think yeah. I, get, I have some things to say, and I think oh. our listeners might have some things to say. So, so are you saying that they have things? Tell us in the forums or write in feedback and let us know what, your thoughts on whether or not you could benefit from that type of podcast. Are you saying they have things they want to talk about? And we <laughs> are you, Mister Rogering? Me too. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, it's it's early in the morning on Friday, and I feel like Mister Rogering. All right, um, get my weekend right. start off freaky Fred Rogers style. Uh, Aaron, what? I like you just the way you are. <laughs> um, so the other thing is like they definitely be labors of love because we know for a fact that Bald Move podcasts uh, that do rewatches of old seasons are like ten percent as popular as the main podcast, um, and that that math will work on a Game of Thrones type podcast. But for American Horror Story, it'll be like us twelve people. You know, sitting around a campfire telling ghost stories, essentially. So, I give a shit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's, it's uh, you know, not everything has to to make dollars. And so cents, I want right? to do this for me. That's why I said that's literally what a labor oh, of I love means. Oh, I thought you means. were okay. Yeah. Are we still in the first email? We're still in the first email. Christ. We got to step right. this shit up. All right, Saraline. Nice name. Yeah. It sounds like something I would take uh, to help me sleep at night. Ask your doctor if Saraline is right for you. And like convenient, that. fifty milligram dose. Yeah. Uh, let's see how. As let's... someone with a unique name myself, game recognized game. Yeah. Uh, at dinner, Misty is enjoying her French fries and makes a comment that she's starving, offhandedly stating they don't serve solid food in hell. This got me thinking: the only food served at the outpost was a gelatin a vitamin cube and stew stew or snake soup until the apples that destroy them all. What if the outpost, instead of being a sanctuary of any kind or any kind of safe space? place was actually hell or hell adjacent oh shit saraline that did not put me to sleep that woke me up uh that's a really cool theory yes that's that's really interesting i like that theory so they're all dead and like michael's a tempter now or something right but we gotta ask ourselves what for why for what reason because it's ryan murphy and he had the cool concept of setting this in hell he's like you know what i see you over there uh, uh, wh- who's the guy who wrote the leftovers and lost? 
Damon, Damon Lindelof. Lindelof. He's like, I see you over there, Lindelof, making an island hell. Hurrah. I'm gonna make a witch, a boy witch school hell for a whole season. But why would the witches go through with the pretense of wiping the other witches' memories before they went to hell? Mm. That, that I don't, I don't know mm. why we would care about, or they would introduce us to characters that are already dead. Mm. It's she's, cool theory, I think she's but, got you there, Sarahlyn. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It's a good. It's good bones. Good bones. Maybe you can put some stew on that meat or meat on but, the meat. Put some meat in that stew. But it's a Ryan Murphy show, so I'm officially claiming that as a viable theory. <laughs> yes, there is nothing you can just dismiss. Jesse K, I'm really digging season eight. Us too. After the first episode or two, when I learned that there's going to be a coven uh, elements in this season, I binged watch season three as I'd never seen it before. Not sure why it always looks stupid to me, but I actually ended up really liking it. I'm telling you, it's the best. <gasps> Yeah. It is the best American Horror Story season. It's not even really close. I really benefited from that uh, rewatch. I think I'm going to rewatch it. You should. Yeah. It's just like Do all a binge our... mode like I did. Just fast forward anytime you see Evan Peters. Yeah. And it goes real fast. Yeah. I wa- it's concise, too. I walked There's in... no like, w- meandering bullshit in there. I, feel I love like. it. I love how you did it because like, I walked in on you um, watching Evita <laughs> when I got back. I was like really delayed. All right, truth be told, I watch a lot of movies. Yes. And that's how I get to it. And and she was, and I'm and I'm like, oh, you're like halfway in. And it's like, man, it's pretty late. She's like, oh, I'm almost finished because she just essentially fast forwards to like the f- best parts. I get the highlights, yeah. Like if Madonna is not belting, don't cry for me or the Rainbow Tour. I actually even skipped or, through Don't Cry for Me Argentina. Yeah, I made you rewind. I'm like, you're going to skip the main fucking song. It no. goes on for 15 minutes. So Who's got good. time for that? Who's so got time good. for that? <laughs> this guy. Anyway, I have seen. All of the movies. I'm not kidding you. I've seen so many. <laughs> I watched 15 movies this weekend while you were gone. You watched the Reader's Digest versions of those 15 movies is what you did. Uh, some of them. Most of them I watched all the way through. All right. Well, I, I'm excited about the Spooktacular okay, podcast. Okay, Kanye. Can Jesse K have her microphone I'm back? excited about the Spooktacular podcast because uh-huh. I've got a lot of things in the barrel. She has. Just going to plug that real quick. She's really, Please really. We're full full steam ahead on the horror on the, on the uh, Spooktacular. Okay. Um... She's, they said they're glad that they went back and rewatched so they'd have a lot of what-the-fuck moments of season eight right now. When I learned that Murder House was going to be incorporated, I binge-watched that season as I hadn't seen it since it originally aired in 2011. Oh my god, such a creepy, genuinely spooky season. <clears throat> Up until now, I used to say Asylum's my favorite, since Cecily's probably right, and that season's going to be here too. I should probably yes. rewatch that one as well. Nah, yes. no, you can yes. safely skip that one. No, nah, watch it. No. Nah. Uh, the one thing I don't understand since season three, you, I actually, everyone should see Asylum because that's peak uh, Sarah Paulson lip. SPL. You know peak what? SPL season. Nope. Because what? I watched Coven again, really? and this is the season where Sarah Paulson is the glossiest lip, like puts gloss on her lips. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think... I can't believe the trigger. I can't believe she's she's got a sweatier lip than she did when she's being tortured by. It's Jared, not. It's not Jet, sweaty by Quinto. It's just like it's it shines like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> so be prepared if you do rewatch. Shines it. like a subterranean grub. Uh, one thing I don't quite understand since season three is so fresh in my mind right now is how is Myrtle alive? She was burned at the stake once and brought back Twice. to life by Misty Day, and then burned again for a seemingly final time. Who brought her back again, and do you think the season's going to show that as a flashback? Yes. Um, I mean, I just assumed that Cordelia did, because, again, the Supreme has the ability to just make people come back to life. And herself, right? 
That's that's what so that's one of the defining things about them. Uh, yeah, conceivably, uh, many witches could. Uh, we saw that. That's true, right? We saw that Madison could, mm-hmm. and I, I think almost all of them could. Hmm. But that's just the ones we even know about. So there's there's lots of there's lots of different ways that she could come back. Uh, Probably uh, Cordelia, though. I would like to see the flashback, though, for sure. Also, do you think there's any chance that Angela Bassett's character, Marie Laveau, from Coven, will be brought back? Might be interesting to see her, how she and Papa Legba... Ooh, yeah. Forgot about Papa Legba. Yeah. Representing the voodoo side of things, go up against Antichrist. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool. I do think... Oh, that's right. Jessica Lang went to a Papa Legba hell. Hmm... Uh, we were talking about hells last week and, right. or purgatory and differences, uh-huh. and she went to a special Papa Legba hell. Or uh-huh. I wonder if they're all the same. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Angela Bassett. Yeah, I think Angela Bassett's going to come back. She has to. Unless they're going to have uh, Dinah. Is it Dinah's the character? Is she going to represent the papa legba le, 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 yeah legba side of the voodoo things why, why would you say that because she's black okay i mean the fucking show made a point of that and like queenie's in the background like <clears throat> but like that does seem to be there's a little bit of, just like there's a sex divide between the warlocks and the witches look like there's a little bit of a racial divide be- between the voodoo practitioners and uh <laughs> you really need to rewatch coven i do it's my favorite season i need to i need to it's just but you know our like i feel like every fucking weekend from now until christmas is bespoke uh and i i, I don't like it we'll do it on a weeknight all right now you're talking crazy talk more television more watching more tv during the week or background watch it yeah there's Back- all kinds of options <laughs> yeah i guess that would be something i could do background watch it let's see oh really enjoying the current season has the right amount of scariness mystery and humor more than anything i hope poor madison gets to dickens she referenced needed needing in episode four haha <laughs> yes yes i too hope emma robbins roberts gets her <laughs> gets her dickens madison Madison. Not Emma Roberts. Yeah. But the problem is, is that means that Tate, what's his name? I don't even know what his name was in Coven, but Evan Peters. Tate Langdon? Oh, character, no. Yeah, the right. Frankenstein the Franken, kid. Franken boy. That probably means he'd have to show up at some point. Because mm. they can't not use Evan Peters no. on Thaisa Farmiga or Emma Roberts. Also, we're what if that's in their contracts? <laughs> we're still. I mean, the teenagers are coming back for sure, right? What teenagers? The the you see exactly <laughs> the ones that got killed two episodes ago that we thought the whole season was oh, going to be about right. the Adam and Eve. <laughs> I legitimately forgot about. I know, them. and I'm starting to worry that like because I've All said right, yes, like the last two me. weeks. Keep like, reminding us. I've said the last two weeks like there's no way Murphy's going to just like zig, but maybe he will. Maybe this is the whole setup of this season was a head fake to get the apocalyptic witch thing going. I don't know. Uh, Kentrell <laughs> from St. Petersburg, Florida. 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 Uh, I'll put a little bit more sass on the Florida than I intended, dude. Florida. I got the vapors, Kentrell. I'm going to have to retire to my fainting couch here in Florida. Uh, hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time writer. First, I want to thank you all for podcasting about AHS and for making me believe in love again. Aw. I'm blushing. Uh, anywho, so remember when Michael was all up in Mallory's face trying to push her into admitting to her dark side, getting freaked out by her power level, and then running to his daddy to ask for help? I do remember that. 
Well, I'm thinking that once he found out Cordelia would name him as her successor, although she never said the words out loud due to the fainting. See? It's going around. (laughs) She said, oh my god, did they... Anyway. I'm thinking that Michael visited all the covens in the world to take out all the most promising talent. Thus, Michael saying, I thought I killed them all. And while the uh, the identity spells on Coco and Mallory... Oh, and explains identity spells on Coco and Mallory. He had to have known that he didn't kill all the witches, though, right? Because in the present day, he wasn't surprised to see Cordelia, Myrtle, and Madison. It would make sense for him to want to take out any obstacles, but entire covens? Damn! Do you think I'm onto something? Yeah, I mean, he could... If he gets promoted to be the Alpha or the Supreme, which seems likely, although I guess now uh, SP, uh, Cordelia's turned against that, um, he could do, like, justify going on a tour, right? Hey, I'm the new Supreme. I'm going around to all the covens and then coincidentally kill- wiping them out. Hey, I'm here for the loving in the oven coven delivery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, why doesn't anyone know anything about Dinah? Miss Venerable couldn't think of any reason she shouldn't be allowed uh, right? to, into the sanctuary, and she clearly knows Michael and Cordelia, but she doesn't uh, says she doesn't want to pick a side. Do you all have thoughts regarding her? That's what, I made that point, I think, in the second episode, uh-huh. or, or the second or third, something like that, I, or maybe an emailer made that point, but yeah, we don't know anything about her at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that, I mean, in a normal, in, in a normal Ryan Murphy season, I would say he wrote that just so, because he's not sure if he wants her to be a standard witch, uh voodoo witch or some other thing and he's like just kind of like you know riley kicking but like i i guess you know we're gonna have email here in a minute talking about how ryan murphy's had this season plotted out for years and he's just been waiting to like get all the stars aligned for all the stars to come onto the show that he needs to tell the story so i don't know okay Zachary Quinto, he's been the whole out this whole time. So th- that implies that he wouldn't be using this as a technique to kind of just like keep her in like Schrodinger's witch. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's suspicious, though. Suspicious AF. I'll certainly give you that. Uh, Rena, which I must point out, her, her email address includes the phrase teen mother smoking meth, which. It's hilarious. I don't really know you, Rena. Should but we, say that? we like the cut of her email jib. Well, I mean, I don't the, like. Yes, send that at every email server combination in the universe and see how many responses you get. Also, it's not exactly that. Also, just don't harass people online because they have cool ass teens, mother smoking meth uh, emails. Okay, All right. let's All just, right. just yeah. not do that, people. Rena, Rena, I'm really loving this season. I've been watching this show since episode one premiered, and it really feels like the old ways when everyone was excited. If I had anything to complain about, I'd be I'd be the overall pacing. We're halfway through a season that stars Cheyenne Jackson and Adina Porter, but they've had like what five lines total, and one of them's dead now. <laughs> At this point, I really think they might make next season Apocalypse Part Two. There's just too much to cover for it to have a satisfying conclusion. Re- I look. I am all in on the rest of American Horror just being this witch's warlocks plot line. Like I like I get it that it used to be an anthology, but like I am totally excited for this to start having continuity and have have these characters do stuff. Like fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But I I do think that maybe Murphy would get tired halfway through and then then you're stuck with a season and a half of boring, boring, lazy, eye-roll-inducing shit that's not fun to watch. And ah, What do you think? 
Uh, I think that we're eight seasons in and you've still learned nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Aaron. I thought Jessica was dying and she chose to die in the house. I'm going to make Team Aaron and Team Cecily shirts and put them on the website soon. Oh, and and then gloat over who sells the most. That seems like something that would be fun for our relationship to do. Yeah. 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 Sold another five shirts. I'm just going to be over here buying my own shirt. I'm going to sabotage you. Like, I'll change it to where there's only extra smalls in inventory. And let's wait to see how long that you notice before you realize. Yeah. Or extra, extra small. Like, just baby onesies. That's what it's. Or we'll sell them as a Tupac. Mm. they come together mm-hmm. so that way you know just like ryan murphy you can change your mind every day <laughs> <laughs> although it'd be really humiliating if yours was only available in a baby onesie size and it's still outsold my two to one <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> even cheating the team i can't babies win. prefer um i agree with they were okay i also thought jessica was dying and she chose to die at the house it'd be really fun if they somehow got constance into coven's airbnb but jessica lang was probably like no ryan we agreed to one episode i don't care if episode seven will be on halloween i'm not changing locations make evan peters do it uh yeah i that's that's i think so too i think that she Got back. I mean, we were discussing this. Why would Jessica Lang come back to American Horror Story? I think she must think it's fun, but she also doesn't want to do it for the rest of her life. So she's like putting limits on. Right. Yeah. Our discussion was why would Jessica Lang not or continue to? Yeah. You, I think your argument was there are other roles she wants to play or she's just rich and she doesn't have to show up like the thing i I, I imagine it's a bummer for actors to get in things that are like commitments ongoing because like this part of the year if you want to go to france and see the Cannes music festival fuck you because ryan murphy's got you out in roanoke virginia screaming for six weeks like i i bet that like especially jessica lang you know, she's she's entering the twilight of her career. She's got loads of money. She's got loads of accomplishments. Like, coming on this dumb show and vamping for a little is probably fun, but do you want to be tied down to it? Uh, I mean, I guess my thought was it's it's a regular thing. Right. She's obviously, well, hopefully, well paid for it. It's easy money. It's it's basically a new story and a new character every year, so I, I, I don't think it would feel stagnant but and then again you're still working with the same people all the time right yeah Uh, i don't know i i I would love to know uh we need to get her on need to get jessica lang if you're listening to this podcast you'd like to come on and just uh you know just uh, just chat to chat with (laughs) sessie and i send us an email at ahs at (laughs) baldmove.com Laura from Michigan, it's looking like we finally have the makings of a great season of AHS. So far, no stories that don't completely go nowhere in Ryan Murphy fashion and visiting all the things that we loved about the show. Don't mention the twins. So excited to get <laughs> Lily Robbie as Misty Day Ray May uh, back dancing around Stevie Nicks in the preview with Jessica Lang and next week. Bring on Murder House. Yeah, I think I think Miss uh, I think uh, Stevie Nicks witch power is just ensorceling Misty Day. Ensorceling. <laughs> yeah, she's like a snake charmer with Misty Day. Uh, shawl twirling. Misty Snake. Misty Snake. Because she's a snake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Misty Bay. Uh, Misty Misty Snake is Misty Bay. 
Uh, Evelyn, I wanted to comment on why this season seems thus far a little more cohesive than prior seasons. I remember reading a while ago, I think maybe when Roanoke was airing, that Ryan Murphy had already written the season and he was waiting for a time when schedules of certain actors could be cleared to do it. I'm not saying this is the exact same script he had a few years ago, but he certainly had some time to flesh out the inconsistencies and work on keeping things moving. Makes me wish they would write all the seasons that far in advance. I mean, I I haven't heard this before. Um, I'm assuming you got it from Ryan Murphy's Instagram. So it's like you can take (laughs) it to the bank. Instagram and or Twitter. And or Twitter. Uh, but it makes sense. And this something that he's like noodle on and can like, you know, be in the shower, washing his hair in Hawaii as he gets the missile alert and be like, oh my God, I can throw this in. Like, it probably is better, right? It's just like why, you know, the reason why so many like bands have a sophomore slump is because they spend 10 years writing their first album and has 10 years of life experience right. that they can pour into it and make this amazing art. And then the record label puts a gun to their head and says, do it again in eight months. It's True Detective season two. It's True Detective season two. Yeah. Right. Um, so it would be cool if he just like spent a, like the better part of a decade writing this and carefully putting it together and polishing it. Sounds very not Murphy, but you know, if true, can't argue with the results. Uh, big, if true. Big, if true. Toby, I started watching the show when you started podcasting about it. Never really loved it until I watched seasons one through three recently, and this season has been great so far. Thanks for getting me on board. Well, you're welcome. I have one short question. Where is Nan? I didn't watch the preview of next episode, so maybe she's in there. Thanks for all the spooky, crazy fun. Where is Did Nan make it out of Coven Alive? Yes. You just watched it, but also you just speed watched it, so... She did not take part in The Seven Wonders. I think maybe she ran away after her boyfriend died, or... Huh. I don't. I don't remember. Hmm. Because like I, for I know for a fact she won't show up as her American Horror Story character. Uh, well, her uh, Murder House character because she died. Outside. She died off the property at uh, Constance's request and insistence. So no, she, she dra- She tried to drag Nan's body to the house so she didn't lose her. Oh, did she? But she oh. yeah, she died in the street. Okay, I got that. I got that mixed up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there. Uh, I, I she won't she won't be back as that character, but she might come back as her coven incarnation, which I think would be fun. I think it'd be fun. I always enjoy seeing her show up. Yeah, uh, Rob. So I was listening to your last podcast, and you're talking about Coco being a weak witch, and there must be some reason why they picked her to save. I think you missed a key line there. What if she comes back? I'm sorry. What if she comes back as her? See what I put up with, Rob. Do you <laughs> see? Do you see? Do you see how this goes? What if she comes back as her hotel character? <laughs> the so she would be... Coco was in Hotel? Oh, I thought we were talking about Nan. Or, I uh, mean, Jamie Brewer. Jamie Brewer was in Hotel? Yeah, she showed up at the feminist party uh, of... God, what is her name? The girl who shot Andy Warhol. The woman who killed or shot Andy Warhol. Didn't kill him. Wait, the Andy Warhol season was last season, season seven. Oh, okay, that's the, that's the character okay. I'm thinking of. Okay. So in the 60s or early 70s, do you remember the feminist uh, gathering? Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. Oh, woman's yeah. apartment? Yeah, the female, what was it? The scum? Scum, that's it, yeah. Right. Jamie Brewer was there. Was it scum? So she'd be like... Society for the... She'd be like 90 years old. <laughs> society for the circumcision Earth. of underage men. What? <laughs> society for... The 
I, what was it? Was it scum it's, or was it something else? No, it was scum. It was definitely scum. Hmm. The last one had to be M. Or the last last letter had to be M. Big <laughs> if true. Had to stand for <laughs> men. I think it's men. I, it was like shoot all men or something like that. Yeah. Keep making guesses while I Google stab, it. Stab, stab, stab to come underneath men. <laughs> uh okay i'll let you do that while i'm as you said reading the next hey, but email. what do you think what do you think about that 90 year old f- feminist i love it <laughs> i love it i love it um let's see oh anyway rob get back to your theory coco weak witch must be a reason why they picked her to save i think you missed a key line here yes her power is played off as a joke being gluten detector uh but right after that joke cordelia says so you're able to sense danger what's wrong with that there had to be a reason Mallory and Coco were placed together. What if the reason was so that Coco could protect Mallory? They erase both their memory and then make them stay together. As a danger pops up, Coco unknowingly will sense it and get Mallory out of there. She most likely is not even aware she was doing it. This seems to make the most sense to me. All right. I buy that. Uh... Oh, the thing is, here's the thing. I was like, I read my take on that scene was so you're able to sense danger. What's wrong with that was Cordelia looking for a reason to bring Coco in. Um, and like, because I do think there's a little bit of her daddy's gazillion dollars going into the coven that is attractive to her. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think your theory is pretty next level that Coco could. I mean, you could argue that that's exactly what happened. That, like, whether this is an intrinsic skill that she uses instinctively, but the way the events happened is Mallory's by her side and she was literally spared from the apocalypse because of Coco. So, there, I think, is some, there's some legs to that theory. What do you think? I still don't understand exactly why they needed to wipe their memories to begin with. Hmm. Or, or, you know, I guess her, I, her, She's not playing. She's not. They just wipe the witch part out of their memories for well, some reason. That I, you know, if they're both at full power witches, wouldn't they be more safe? <laughs> I guess, but wasn't that part of the plot to the uh, Kubo of the Two Strings? Like the fact that his father mm-hmm. had his memory wiped, and then was like a beetle, and he was like protecting him. But he was a giant beetle. Was it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He had the small paper man. That was the yeah, the thing. The, the hand sign. I need to watch that again. It's good. Yeah, it's good. a good movie. Um, I but, have a. Uh, but I could see that. Yeah, yeah. like like the, the you know the mother and father were transformed in these in, in unrecognizable states, but they were still protecting the the boys. So yeah, Coco could be a little bit like that. Yeah, uh, huge if true. I have a couple of corrections. Okay. Uh, Scum stands for the society or in universe corrections uh-huh. uh, a society for cutting up men ah society for cutting up men hmm. and I thought it'd be more clever than that feminists nan was drowned by marie laveau and fiona Why? as a sacrifice to papa legba oh, they I... need because the point was to sacrifice an innocent soul mm. and uh, Marie Laveau was giving Papa Legba babies every year, mm-hmm. so they tried to sacrifice Nan. And it didn't work because Nan's filthy. <laughs> so that he would come... No. <laughs> yeah. Nan Nan has been plowing half of Louisiana. <laughs> they didn't know it. Yeah. Uh, Papa Legba shows up to take her soul, but uh-huh. uh, he realizes she doesn't have one. Why? I don't know. She just doesn't have a soul. Nan? Fiona... Oh, Fiona. Okay. 
was like, man, that's like, what kind of awful thing? All right, let's move on before we get in trouble. Uh, Miguel and La. Oh, L.A. I really liked this episode probably as much as I liked last week's. The gore in this episode went from like 1 to 50 in this episode alone. The zombies eating Cordelia and Miss Mead sitting, uh, slitting Cheyenne Jackson's tendons and throat got a verbal reaction out of me. Also, I got a little lost in the scene where Langdon meets uh, Miss Mead outside and tells him not to mention his dad. At first, I was confused because his dad is Tate, but then I remembered that he is the Antichrist and his real daddy is Satan, so it all made sense. That tracks. That tracks yeah, clean. That tracks. Uh, yeah, I, we talked about that in the instant take, but the gore. Like, this is the first episode that, you know, had some, some good creepies and some good, oh my God, what am I watching stuff, which I thought this is the only, really the only element the season was missing so far. Uh, Super excited for next week's episode. One, Emma Roberts and Billy Porter's character should have some witty banter and are going to be going back to the fucking murder house. While it's not my favorite season, I still want to see what happens. Agreed. Yes. It's been confirmed that the entire family is coming back and Evan Peters is playing Tate. Also, Sarah Paulson is directing the episode. What? what? Moist upper lips for everyone. <laughs> She's going to be like, this is how you direct, right? Just constantly misting people yes. with the water bottles. <laughs> No, sweetie, that's just how they do you. Yeah. Uh, she's got misting. More mist, please. These people aren't... These these actors are not nearly moist enough. Lights. I need more lights. These We got to make these shine, people. Yeah. Shine bright like lip diamonds. Um, as for theories, I have none. My theory about Misty okay. Day being the traitor seems to have fallen apart this episode. So I'm giving Aaron back the internet point from last week. Uh, See? Now is when he could put on his Team Aaron shirt. That's right. Since episode 7 is called Traitor, what do you guys think will become? Who do you think will become the traitor and who will they betray? My money is on Myrtle just because she seems to be very directive in how she talks to uh, uh, um, not Cand- uh, Cordelia. And that always, I don't know, it's like, I, I feel like that's a good technique to throw you off the scent, and I'm like looking for the zig where you, I should be looking for the zag, and that's my call. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Really? I'm taking on all theories. Myrtle Myrtle is the, the traitor. You're with me on that one. <laughs> you're just, you're just, just trying to steal my t-shirt sales. <laughs> Yes, riding I am. my. I'm. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make my T-shirt have coattails so Cecily can ride them. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, maybe the traitor is their own hearts and desires. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen to what you want, John. I have a theory about Mallory and her powers. I believe she is not a witch, but an angel, and here is why: she does other things that witches don't. Don't let the crossover fool you. This is apocalypse theme, so I think it's going to be more so angels and demons. Also, Michael said, I thought I'd killed them all, but one survived. But he's already met Dinah Stevens, which they both uh, they both knew since she was a witch. And he didn't feel threatened by her or any of the other witches. He was genuinely terrified when he saw Mallory in episode three, whereas he is not scared around other witches. Oh, and here's the kicker. She wears white in every scene where all the witches and warlocks wear black. Let me know what you guys think. Did you read this on Murphy's Instagram? Because this seems too right on. Yes, this like, is exactly the theory I was trying to talk about. The Antichrist isn't stealing Cordelia's powers, because uh-huh. I don't think he can be the Supreme. I think he has all the powers of going uh-huh. to hell and doing all those things, because uh-huh. it's a different... 
it's a different mythology, I guess. Interesting. Because um, so because like I that's one thing I want to talk. I love the I love this idea that she's an angel. That's the one thing I want to talk about is because what is causing Cordelia to fade? Because I'm I'm kind of like if this theory is correct and Michael is not the alpha then she's fading for no good reason or is there another supreme and also how is she still alive post-apocalypse did she kill the budding supreme because that's the only way you can delay it right well here's another idea uh-huh. that just came to me uh-huh. her when she pulled up her shirt it looked like didn't it look like a supernatural kind of wound like it kind of looked like her flesh what was- did jessica lang look like when she was fading well that's the thing is that she just got cancer and illnesses Mm. and her hair started to fall out and she just started to like her organs started to fail Mm. this looks different uh so i wonder if do you think it's because murphy's got a better special effects budget or do you think it's that could be entirely true because the the most that they did with any of the fading supremes is they just made him look more haggard and you know bald caps on them so michael essentially is afflicting her so she thinks she's fading and that gives his uh, more credence to him being the alpha. If Michael has anything to do with this particular affliction. Interesting. Interesting. Good theory, John. Good theory. Uh, Scott, I want to put an end to this question asked by Michael, or why Michael is growing faster than the time is allowed. In Murder House, the obstetrician that Vivian saw said that one twin is growing much faster than the other. In the context of the moment, I think they were trying to show that one fetus was pulling the life force from the other. But it stands to reason that in life, it would continue to grow faster than a normal human. In addition to that, the obstetrician also refers to the dominant fetus as the alpha. Ooh, not whether this was a prophecy or just coincidence or a red herring from Ryan Murphy, but we'll have to wait and see. That's hilarious. You have an alpha fetus. Um, yes, that makes sense now. All right. Yeah, no. Consider that's, that theory put to rest. And I guess, like, because my thought was like, well, how is he stealing the life force from a norm, another human? But we know Kathy Botts died. So at some point, maybe he actually sucked the life force out of her. We there. One of the popular theories is Jessica Lang is going to be dead. Constance is going to be dead in Murder House. So maybe he sucked the life force out of her. He murdered the other babysitter. So like, yeah, maybe he has been able to accelerate his growth just by constantly absorbing the life force of of other people's. Right. Oh, you know what? What? Speaking of life force. Yes. The other thing that Jessica Lang did in. Oh, and speaking of special effects, the other thing that Jessica Lange or Fiona did in Coven, Uh and I think maybe one of the first episodes, is she took a man, or she went to a man's house and sucked his life force out of him Mm. through his penis. Did she really? No. Oh, I was going to (laughs) say. Worth it. (laughs) Doesn't matter, had sex. No, she she started making out with him, and then she just sucked his entire life force out. So maybe Cordelia is just going around like... Oh, uh, maybe she's going around like sucking up mutants mm. <laughs> for life force. That's why they're wanting to rip her apart because it's uh, mutant justice for all the life force sucked. <laughs> yes, take on all theories. Vasily from Russia. Russia. I'm so excited for next week. I haven't watched the previews if there are any, but I think we'll see Jessica Lang play unhappy and bitter mother. I mean, you can't be happy with a grandson like that, right? Hmm, Vasily. I'm not sure because I feel like. Constance would almost be vicariously thrilled to have her grandson be the undisputed ruler of a destroyed world. Like, like as long as he's important. Right. As long as he's important and respected, she would be all about that. And he's beautiful, too. 
Because that's the other thing she was all about. Like, she's tired of having mutant children that weren't good-looking and weren't going to amount to anything. So, like, I kind of feel like she would, even though... I mean, yeah, because Constance is insane, too, in my opinion. Do you remember she had a... What do you... I don't know what the word is for it. I forget what the English word is for it. I want you to think I'm bilingual, not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, there's, uh, she had another son that she kept locked up in oh, the yeah, in yeah, attic. Yeah, you remember right. that? Yeah, they, yeah, the mutant, the the one that she uh, smothered with right, the pillow. Right. No, she had Russell Edgington smother. Oh, that's because right. Because she's such a fucking coward. But Russell Edgington, what is happened like, to Spalding? Is like is is like cricket from uh, Always Sunny in that Murder House season. No, no, I no. I felt so bad for him. Spalding is uh, Spalding is even worse. Really? Do you remember him? He's the the butler oh, with the shit. Long- you're right. And he kept Madison as a yes, zombie doll. Yes. I wonder if he's gonna show up. Oh my god! Because Madison can't have just let that go. He took her body twice. I thought Spalding got killed in that season. They resurrect him just to kill him again? Maybe. I don't know. They've uh, done it to everyone else. <laughs> I got I to gotta watch Coven. That season's fucking... An, it fucking it's hold, nuts. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. So crazy. Uh, Paul, I really loved how Murphy crafted the dichotomy between the witches and the warlocks. And I think that, despite it being a little bacon gauntlet-y, gauntlet-y is pretty good sociopolitical commentary. Making the witches inherently more powerful than the warlocks is an interesting flip on men's psychology being bigger. Her physiology being bigger, since more physically stronger than her female counterparts. It's why we have separate male and female sports leagues, for example. Why do we have... Is there any reason to have separate men's and women's chess divisions? Or go divisions? Ooh, that's a great question. Or video game divisions? Like, yes. I think esports are already, like, I don't, I don't think they have a girls and boys division, which seems fair to me. Like, right? I think there is some kind of base way that we process things differently that could be i would i would believe that i know for sure that there have been studies that say that there are patterns of women's thinking compared to like men men's thinking about certain issues and things uh that's been proven right so maybe that's the reason but then i would hate to say like you were about to get at i would hate to say that that means that women can't the ninja's right, and he shouldn't play with right. women. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that. Like, I think there's like there. That's probably true in a bell curve kind of thing. That like you know, generally speaking, that you know, women have the ability to spatially process, and men have the ability to do this other thing. But like, it's like there's also like minor differences between like the races and in terms of different things. But like you always say that the differences between individuals is much larger than the differences between the races and genders. So it's like. Maybe if if you had the absolute peak man chess ability, he would be marginally better than the absolute peak woman. But the odds that that doesn't mean that you couldn't have a woman to be like the grandmaster of the world, because maybe the guy who's got the best brain for chess doesn't give a shit about chess. Are there? Or hasn't I didn't know that they well. played separate. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there were ma- male and female. Chess yeah, because I just saw because like, I thought there was, there was a, a woman there, is currently like the the grandmaster champion chess person. I mean, they're definitely women grandmasters, but I just read there's a woman's chess tournament and they're supposed to be hosted in like a Middle Eastern oh, and it was a right, shit show Saudi because, Arabia, because like the, the grand champion of the world's like, I'm not going to show up there because they're going to make he, me wear a headdress. Fuck right, that. Right. So, okay. Anyway. Uh, again, Paul, let's... let's <laughs> I feel like we're like the... We're like the a parody of uh, 
the 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 Joe Scarborough sh- show on on MSNBC where like we have the guests on and then they say one <laughs> sentence and then we just we're Dan talk- Harmon yeah yeah we just talk or we're Dan Harmon yeah <laughs> we ask a five minute question and then they I, start I to answer I, it and they okay ask yourself this in this in yet another aside yes, yes. <laughs> ask yourself this is this what the people are here for yeah like paul and like, also if you stop ch- being so self-aware of it and just let it happen uh, naturally I, I think self-aware is part of the charm paul, but i've been seeing paul he's in the chair beside he's kind of looking at his feet picking at his fingernails and like you know <clears throat> and co- doing one of those coughing uncomfortably like <clears throat> mm-hmm. reminding us he's standing right there uh well actually you brought me on to talk about the subject people <laughs> all right paul Please, the floor is yours. Murphy <laughs> digs a steep, uh, a step deeper, and makes this key difference in power: testosterone, uh, the hormone that arguably, ma- arguably makes men well men, and the very thing that hinders males from being able to excel in the magical arts. Which is why Michael is such a wild card. His very existence goes against the rules of nature. I wonder. I wonder if they're going to do something with Michael <laughs> being like this utterly non-binary character because he does seem with he's got his like mom's hair and cheekbones and his father's eyes you know the devil <laughs> i wonder if they're going to have him be like this kind of like a gender fluid character the michael right, Langdon. Maybe. uh the the white face demon right <laughs> does not describe to your gender roles right exactly exactly did i say describe <laughs> subscribe subscribe right right <laughs> Um, I forgot the English word for it. Yeah, I identify. I've always identified as a white faced demon. Honestly, <laughs> I Same. mean this. This I, I'm getting a lot of. I, I'm getting the courage to stand up for for myself and my identity from this show. I appreciate that. Hashtag demon too. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Cordelia getting ripped apart by walkers in the cold open was gruesome. All in all, this really felt like I was watching another season three episode. Right back to Coven, and I loved it. Next week's return of one Jessica Lang from or one Queen Jessica of House Lang, and I am so here for it. We're all here for it. We're all we're all vibing it. We're all living it. We're all living for it. This now, is our truth. A little quibble. Wouldn't Cheyenne Jackson have been able to sense that something was awry at the gas station when Kathy Bates acted like she couldn't pump her own goddamn gas? I mean, you look at the woman and not being able to pump gas isn't something you'd associate with her. I'd have thought that she could pump her gas and my gas, change my oil, change my plugs, and give me a tune-up all the time it takes to write this comment. Also, he's a warlock. Doesn't he have some kind of ability to read minds, see into the future, something? It just seemed like the scene was really thrown in as a way to easily and conveniently get rid of Cheyenne Jackson. I mean, really? Um, I guess if Cat, like, and this is, this is probably because I'm a man, I mean, I'm just actually talking out loud and realizing this. I feel like as a man, I automatically assume women don't know anything about cars so like yeah yeah i'm getting real here so like wow. i've never even thought about sizing up kathy bates as a woman who might be able to fix a car yeah that okay yeah. that's a bold take yeah i thought i thought i'm you- not saying i'm proud i'm validating that i'm just saying as i'm processing your comment i've realized i'm i've internalized this bias whereas a woman you know, Michelle, she's like, well, I don't maybe know a thing about cars, but Kathy Bates seems like the type that would be able to. Can you can you explain Michelle's email to me some more? No, I'm not. Man. I'm just I'm just sharing my I'm just sharing my my lived experience I as a that, as a as a dirtbag man. I thought I that I thought the emailer was making that like a sexual metaphor. A sexual, really? 
Yeah, like pump. Oh, Michelle's like, Kathy Bates can get it. She can pump my gas and change my, rotate my tires, tighten up my suspension. Yes. Overhaul my exhaust. Blow my headers. Uh, <laughs> she could do that too. Maybe, maybe, maybe know, she's. Uh, I know all kinds of stuff about cars, and I knew it before I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm this. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm like again. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying I'm. Pro- I'm saying I'm almost assuredly wrong. I'm just saying that's the way I've looked at the world, and it's. It's like I. Uh, it's you know. It's like it. There's a, there's a funny thing that men do to women whenever they're like. I like sports or I like cars. Right. They give them the most difficult oh, test no, over. Because I saw a, like a flash on your face just now where you were about to ask me a question no, about a car. Once I said that, or I thought I did. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like I, I I like the Colts. Oh yeah. Well, what's our what's right. our head coach's blood type? <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I've I've seen it happen. I don't know that much. Where it's like you know, a guy says, "Hey, like I like watching football." Right on, man. And then girl, uh, yeah, it becomes because it's like. Or just like I it's like, like it's like this this desperate need to uncover the fake fangirl, you know? Like it's such a weird, weird. Like I mean, there's posers, a, there's posers in everything, but like the it's 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 definitely some kind of weird sexist thing to be super into ferreting out the the pretend geek girls, you know? Right. Or like if you are the kind of person who didn't grow up doing that thing, because like my family, right. uh, for example, my family could only afford one video game system. And right. guess who got it? It was my brother. Yeah. But I watched him play all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I, I love playing video games. And sometimes like that, uh, that skill gap can stop people from getting into things especially women from getting into things later in life oh yeah like playing first person shooters with you or anybody else now is frustrating i still have fun but it's frustrating because you know i'm i'm not as good and then there's yeah yeah i don't know yeah um so so you like video games huh how many testicles does luigi have See, he wasn't listening to a single thing I said because he was just waiting to make that joke. <laughs> How many testicles does he have? Three. Oh. He actually stole one from uh, Waluigi <laughs> in a vicious bar fight. Did you find that out in Ghost Mansion? In Okinawa, Japan in the 80s. <laughs> uh before Waluigi even made it, you know, it was kind of a dick move by Luigi. He was already balling, <laughs> and this guy's trying to, you know, start from the bottom and make it to the top and stole his testicle. <laughs> Jamie, I don't think Shan Jackson is dead. One of the witches will revive him. Overall, though, I love that the lines are being more clearly divided between Michael's camp and Cordelia's. It should make for a very fun showdown. My one criticism is the left turn of Cordelia outsmarting Langdon by getting all her girls back together. That didn't really add up for me. However, I love the episode. I'm super excited for Billy Porter and Emma Roberts to go on a field trip to Murder House. I'm loving this season. Uh, it's fun and mostly co- coherent so far. Road trip. It's exciting. Mm. Um, yeah, I, uh, you think I don't know. I, I, that's the thing. Like, any- I, that, that just goes to show you how subjective everything is. Because I thought Cordelia outsmarting Langdon was kind of was kind of cool. Like, and it, and it exploited his like uh, smugness and overconfidence and eagerness to like show his power. Like, there's something very satisfying about using a person's desire to flex their power as a way to bring them down. You know. Yes. Uh, Jamie continues, but one more important thing, Aaron and Cecily, you guys make a really fun podcast for AHS. I know that you both made jokes before about bald movers checking out the show. 
More bald movers checking out the show than AH fans checking out your podcast, but I must admit I fall into the latter category. I listen to three AHS podcasts, and this one is my favorite. However, there's one crucial thing I must point out. The actress who plays Misty Day, (laughs) Sister Mary, Eunice Shelby, is Lily Robbie. The woman's name is pronounced the same way you would say the guy's name Gabe, except with an R. I've listened to past podcasts, and I had to bring it to your attention. This stuff matters because you never know. Distant relative hers might be listening to podcasts. So why would you think she's it's not Lee, listening? It's Lily Robbie. I didn't know that we pr- pronounced her name the wrong way this whole time. Lily, yeah, Lily, 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 Robbie. No, ha- okay, Lily Rabe, really? Man, I guess that's easier to say. That's an uncomfortable mouthfeel. Doing too much with it. Lily like, Rabe, Rabe. You flip that B upside Lily down, and that's straight up what it is. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's uh, Lily Rabe or Lily Rabe. Lily Rabe. Rabe. I feel like I'm going to misspeak and say rape at some point. Whoa. And then, yeah, change your name. Change your pronunciation of your name. Uh, DJ Caudel 01. Cecily puts a smackdown on Aaron's theory like Mike the man trout telling Kai to make his move. Five seconds of silence and we all be like, do it, Aaron, do it. What does that mean? Uh, So, like, I I forgot to edit out. What were you supposed to do? I forgot to edit out that awkward (laughs) bit on the podcast because... We had a disagreement. you, You know, here's the thing. We haven't quite got the uh we haven't quite got all the kinks of our podcast chemistry worked out um and there's a lot of like kind of like yes ending that jim and i do with each other to kind of smooth things out and like when cecily shut me down hard it actually kind of shocked me and really fucking threw the rhythm off and usually i just mark that and like edit those things out and just kind of smooth it over uh, but I forgot to do it. So right. you saw like an authentic like <laughs> her slamming the door shut and me like fuck you got my fingers what the hell right and then because that yeah. was yeah it was a conversation we had had off podcast and mm-hmm. um, I guess we weren't on the same footing about that right we come to the opposite decision of what to do with mm-hmm. that so yeah yeah I got a little bit of uh, a <laughs> bit of a uh, podcast discomfort but. Whatever. Uh, yeah, we're we're both properly mortified that that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great little teaser for our relationship podcast. Where All right. if we fight, we're just gonna leave it in. Right. We 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 talked about that. <laughs> that like if we get in a serious disagreement, we're not going to edit it. We're just going to have. Uh, well, work it out. Hopefully, a positive example of how you can resolve a conflict and keep, continue to love and respect each other. Right? Because I listened, I listened back to that, and while I had like my hands over my eyes, yeah, and, and just like horrified to listen to it, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought yeah. you did it a really nice way. The fun, <laughs> the funny thing is, is like we for completely forgot that that had happened. Yeah. Like when you made that reference, like what the hell? So we went and listened back to podcasts, and it's, when we got to it, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to edit this part. <laughs> so yeah. Um, she did put the smack down on me. Oops, she, she honestly did. At uh, least we didn't leave it the bit where you called that one emailer no, an idiot. No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to start making shit up. That actually freaked me out. Shit up. Where like I'll read, and it's not that it's an idiot. It's just like that we've already covered it, or uh, and sometimes I'm like, sometimes when I'm when I realize that I'll stop reading. I'm like, enough of this bullshit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's not it doesn't mean anything no just, because yeah. it's like it's like dry pyres it's a point where ever made but it's like I, I kind of worry that i'll leave one of those in and someone's going to be like oh my god they I'm read so my pissed. email yeah. Enough of it. what you know right <sighs> just 
just right, walk, walking a tightrope. Walking a tightrope in this podcast the whole time. Uh, <laughs> C Drive. For some reason, this episode's title got the small wonder theme stuck in my head all morning. But of course, it's like, he's a boy wonder. Instead of she's a small wonder. Okay, cool story, bro. I'm glad you did it to yourself, C Drive. Because we were all thinking it. <laughs> but you know, I did love Small Wonder growing up because, again, if you know anything about me, you know I love stories about robots trying to be people. Like, it's my favorite fucking genre of everything. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Star That's why I sat through brutal seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's why I read this uh, really crappy young adult series called Almost Human. Yeah, if you got a robot trying to be a human, I am all about that shit. Um, that's why your favorite movie is that Robin Williams movie where he's a robot. No, that's actually the exception that man. proves the rule. I started to watch that a couple of years ago, and I'm like, this movie is just the worst. <laughs> Robin Williams, like, there's a couple of there's a couple years. I love Ro- Ro- Robin Williams, and it's it's a damn shame. Controversial li- opinion. <laughs> it's a damn shame that li- that life did him dirty. But there was a stretch there. Like, in the Patch Adams phase of his career, like, the post, uh, you know, Good Morning Vietnam, Goodwill Hunting, where, like, people should have told him no on projects, and they didn't. People that loved him should have said, you, you can't do Bicentennial, man. You, you, you really can't. But they didn't, and he did, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Have you ever seen, uh... Have I ever seen a what? No? I was going to see if you'd seen that, uh, the... It's not Gilbert Grave, and that's all I can think about now. What's eating? Oh, you're talking about the uh, according to Garp. Yeah, the world fuck, according to Garp. That's yes, I have. God, that's such a good movie. You could make a really good fucked up Robin Williams like film festival. Garp throw in uh, the world's greatest dad. Do you start or end with his the uh, new HBO documentary? Death Smoochie was all pretty fucked up, too. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, yeah, that'd be... Do that'd... you start or end with the documentary about his life? The HBO one that just came out? I think you probably end. That'd be the big finish. Okay. The, with, the way you do a film festival is you alternate. Like, um, a really good, like, fun, like, Robin Williams performance with him, like, <laughs> tearing your lungs out and your heart out. And then you just alternate that. And then you, then you, so you do six. You do, like, three sad, three happy, and then the... The documentary, and I feel like that'd be like a interesting way to look at his life. Oh, I thought you were making the jerk off motion. <laughs> 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 you were just making like an Italian. No, uh, yeah, I was like, hand. hey, you know, hey, it's a computer. That'd be, whoa, it'd be, yeah, the, that that you know that that hand gesture, and I was doing it above my crotch, and I could totally see why you thought I was slow jerking to a Robin Williams. <laughs> To be clear, there will be there will be masturbation there. Mm, mm. Uh, back to C Drive. Uh, he's uncomfortably waiting in the wings again. <laughs> I love the mini versions of Misty Day. Why don't I just eat some Misty Hay? Make things out of Misty Clay. Misty Lay by the Misty Bay. I just Misty Bay. What do you Misty say? Uh, <laughs> also, Aaron's uh, cosplay of Myrtle Totes needs to happen. This mental image. Ma- oh, okay, okay. Everyone needs to go to the forums, forums.ballmove.com, find the uh, 805 805 thread thread for Boy Wonder. C-Drive has worked some Photoshop magic, putting my face on the Myrtle's body, and it's it's really fucking funny. It's really good. Thank you. I'm going to post it on Instagram, too, for anyone who doesn't want to go on the forums. Uh, TB in Arkansas, or as I like to call them, Tabickensaw. (laughs) 
Aaron and Cecily, perhaps you noticed that Shay and Jackson's car had a California license plate. That does seem to support the idea that the Warlock School slash Outpost is indeed in California. Maybe somewhere in the middle of rural California, since Coco and company took an airplane to get there in the premiere, but California nonetheless. Mm. I would like to make this third season to take place primarily in that state. This would mean, wait, this would make this the third season to take place primarily in the state. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that checks out. I guess you could also say that maybe Cheyenne Jackson, you know, like, did they, did they live, like, are, like, if they're a professor, I guess they'd have to live, like, on campus. But, like, I, there's also... Maybe he rides a bicycle. Uh, yeah, I was trying to say he's do some kind of commute thing, but, you know, maybe he, like, lives in California and drives to Louisiana, like, on, you know, in the, in the summers or... You know, he he drives back home in the sun, but, but yeah, I think you're right. I think he you're lives right. In Alabama, California, to Louisiana. <laughs> um, I guess I have to explain why there's the wasteland because they didn't, they didn't get that far away from Ground Zero. It doesn't seem like um, right. However, you can definitely put the rest that the outpost is located beneath the murder house. We saw this episode that both structures existed simultaneously four years before the bomb. Yeah, that's. I think you're right, which I am very confused about. The Rubberman. Uh, I really don't know. We haven't talked about Rubberman for a while, uh, but I'm I'm very confused about that. Maybe Rubberman is more of a demon type of thing and not a ghost that's confined to the house like we initially thought. I don't know. That's that's the, a, a big question I have about the season. It seems like whatever is in the bunker is definitely some sort of spirit ghost thing. Hmm. And it doesn't seem like was Tate. Well, no, he was. He was fully aware. I was thinking that maybe he, you know, lost his senses or di- uh, lost his memory of raping Vivian Harmon, but raping, uh, raping her. Mm-hmm. But uh, he admitted later that he definitely remembered it. Mm. So and did it on purpose to for reasons. <laughs> um, that is the feedback. We've man, we've made managed to while a whole hour away. Can you believe that? Yeah, uh, we have helped you get that much closer to the weekend because I assume that you're at your cubicle or driving to work or whatever on this Friday. Uh, thanks, thanks for stopping by. If you'd like to send feedback for this or next week's podcast, well, it's too late for this. Next week's podcast for sure. Ahs at baldmove.com or you can go to the forums forums.baldmove.com and have a chat. Have a chat with yeah. us. Have the ch- go check a look, take a look at C Drive's Photoshop. If nothing uh, else, give him give him a like. Give yeah. him a funny. And give him an insightful. If you really want to get real, you can like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. I'm pro- I'm posting this picture right now, and I'm crying. My this hobby, is so funny. My hobby on the Bald Moose forums is taking fo- posts that I think are funny and flagging them as insightful. I don't know why, but that just makes me that that makes me happy, especially when someone's making like a, a like a. An ironic joke. Like, I like saying it's insightful as if I'm totally buying into the irony. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blast. You should try it. Forums.baldmove.com. We'll be back next week with what I'm sure is going to be another banging episode. We've already pre-declared it as a banger. So, Murphy, if you let us down, hell have no fury. It's been pre-banged. It's been (laughs) pre-banged. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Have a great weekend.